2: are on tour is it time for must have seen tv the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from i love lucy the news radio i am your tv guide brett white and this week i am joined by winston noel hello winston hey brett excited to be here <laughs> welcome thank <laughs> nice you uh yeah thanks for coming out here on a really rainy,
0: rainy well day. i told you I, I have literally been looking forward to uh, not to use literally already, out of the gate, but I have been looking
2: forward to this all day long. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. You're in my um, office, my sitcom office. and oh, I have a sitcom corner I'm starting yes. over there. I love it. Which has a relevant to this, to today's episode moose frame photo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, Listener, I'm, Brett's not messing around. No, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, so um, this week on the show, we are traveling to May 16th, 1995. Crimson Tide rolled the box office. Uh This is how we do it by Montel Jordan topped the charts, which is oh a specific I love. That's uh, and Frasier aired The Innkeepers. You must have seen The Innkeepers before. I have. Okay. I have seen
0: um I have seen every Cheers episode and every Fraser episode. So you are in
2: the uh that Glenn and Les Charles verse I I guess so yeah I just yeah
0: I I when they came up when they came on Netflix I would just watch I would turn something on when I was like you know doing the dishes or yeah cleaning the bathroom and it's just so so easy to do other things but still like (laughs) yeah (laughs) be paying attention to it that uh yeah I just burn through everything you and go was, all the
2: like, way in order all Cheers
0: yeah I'd never seen I'd seen like some out of order episodes of Cheers and maybe a few out of order things of Frasier oh. but then I was like I'm just gonna cause it was you know they would play like I can't remember what channel it would play on rerun but uh but yeah I would so I, I just worked all through so I, I remember when you mentioned the episode I looked it up and I was like oh yes I remember this oh episode.
2: okay yeah, yeah. I uh, so when it was on in 1995 what, what was your stance on Musty TV in 95 uh, I didn't really, um, I didn't really
0: watch a lot of it. I, uh, similar to you, I grew up in a quite religious household, oh, yeah, a yeah. very sheltered household. <laughs> and my parents weren't very into pop culture in general; it just wasn't their bag. Yeah. So we watched a lot of Andy Griffith's show, Happy, to, like a lot so of you. You
2: dunked into that Nick at Night.
0: Yeah, we watched a lot of Nick at Night. And I didn't watch as much... And I was also studying a lot, so I didn't watch as much, like...
2: Nerd! I, I was really a
0: nerd. I didn't... On weeknights, I didn't really watch that much TV. Or if I did, it would be in the beginning of the afternoon, in the afternoon, yeah. like, cartoons and stuff.
2: I mean, I was obsessed with television. I always feel like yeah. I was raised Southern Baptist, but my parents weren't, like, that strict yeah. about it. We were, like, surfing... Because I... I couldn't watch Simpsons. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons, and either. That was And, like, Ren and Stimpy I couldn't yeah. watch. But then other than that, I learned, like, I'll just not let them know something to right, watch. Right, right, exactly. And then we watched Friends Together. Uh, I famously uh, <laughs> grew up hating <laughs> Frasier because oh, I, didn't I didn't watch it uh, as a kid. And then I hated it because every single year it won the Emmy for Best Comedy. That's when I started,
0: like knowing what it was.
2: And I got so mad because yeah. I was on the Friends and Seinfeld train and I was yeah. like, they're better shows. I don't yeah. like Frazier's they're just snooty. Yeah, like. I know. I
0: felt the same way uh, and that was, I felt like award season was the only time I really was aware of Frasier because yeah. like, oh, they always win Every and I've year. never seen it.
2: I think it's like the first five years of Frasier wins Best Comedy. Yeah. Every year. It's Really good. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like, I guess yeah. it deserves it. No, um, but,
0: you know, I I I didn't realize, like, I came to it much, much later, which is probably good. Watching this episode, I was like, I wouldn't know what the fuck is going on. No, out. I don't know. Can I I would, say that on this? Yes, of okay, course. Okay. Okay. A million times. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, I was watching Andy <laughs> Griffith and, like,
2: cartoons. You know, I was in, I wasn't... Yeah. That's the thing I want to tell you. when we get to discuss the episode, there's like this, yeah. there's this dichotomy of what you think Frasier is and then what it actually is. Because as, yes. as a kid, I thought that's all snooty and they talk about opera and like that's yeah. all for smart people who just right. think they're too good. And you watch it. And it's like, it's dumb. Like it's, Oh yeah. It's super. Goofy. Yeah. It is three's company dressed up. Yeah. For like a night at the oh, opera. It's, it's farce. It's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do think it's funny.
0: Like something I was thinking about is like, uh, kind of, and this is maybe, but like America's history of like, you're smart and pretentious, we will
1: ridicule you. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: I, And yeah. I wonder, I haven't watched the big, I have not seen a full episode of the Big Bang Theory, but this Big Bang Theory feels like Frasier's meaner spiritual successor. Like, I think Frasier's about like intellectuals and but it's, all, it's not that being an intellectual is bad. It's being a
2: snob is yeah, bad. Yeah, being a jerk about it. Either.
0: Yeah, but Big Bang Theory to me is just like, look at these nerds. Yeah. <laughs> but it feels like the same sort of thing where it's like that kind of arcane speak and all that kind of stuff. But it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot meaner, I well, think. And, I, and again, I haven't really watched it, but the parts I have watched, it's like, oh, they're making like... X Men references and people yeah. are like laughing that they're making an X Men.
2: We will never talk about it because it's a 21st century show and also oh yeah sorry bad. and also fuck that yeah. show <laughs> screw it to hell yeah uh, and also like growing up in Tennessee I yeah. feel like Frazier just doesn't play it just I didn't understand <laughs> what in Tennessee yeah Sherry what is even sh- like you yeah. know I just didn't understand eels cherries It's yeah. like they're not going to a Red Lobster or an Outback no, so it I didn't, don't know it didn't, a right. did y'all have the cooker?
1: I don't think I'm trying to figure
2: where where cooker was a franchise. I mean,
0: I'm trying to think. We went to the same Mexican restaurant, and then we go to Ruckers
2: No, oh, we have Fuddruckers. Yeah, Fuddruckers. Ruckers was like, but isn't there also a Pud, Ruckers? No Pud <laughs> No Pud No, I don't. There's something that's also like Ruckers but it's not. Uh... Yeah, I I don't <laughs> doubt it. But Ruckers <laughs> didn't corner the market. Um, <laughs> like I'm like. Uh, Burgers and arcades. Yeah, and like weird kind <laughs> of cuss word names. Yeah, uh, right. So on the restaurant tip, yes. let's get into, um, so yeah, this week on Must Up CTV, we are talking about the Frasier episode, The Innkeepers. It's the 23rd episode of season two. It was written by David Lloyd and directed by James Burroughs. Here is how Netflix describes the episode. When Frasier and Niles learn that one of their favorite restaurants is closing, they make reservations to dine there that evening. How accurate is that description? Not accurate at all. That is That description is literally the cold open. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> is the, the show. First beat
0: of, I feel like, I think I remember that while looking at Netflix things from Frasier. Is that it was always
1: like, what?
2: Like, yeah. you're, like the, the, the tags are terrible. Sometimes these are really, really spot on. And then sometimes, the most infamous one is the Golden Girls one, which is Sophia buys tickets for the ladies. And that tells you <laughs> nothing about that episode. I think, I don't know, t- whose
0: responsibility is it to to make
2: those. I think that they are, I think they're provided by the production companies yeah. or networks, because a lot of the time they are universal. Like, I'm pretty sure... Uh-huh. That is also the description that is on iTunes, yeah, I think. Yeah, and on, so, the, on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, so I think that right. it's it's provided by the company and not like a Netflix thing. They, what, they should have hired a Frasier specialist to really go through it. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, company. exactly.
0: I think but I think it's their prerogative. It feels like a writer's prerogative. Like, we don't want to give the whole story away. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah. Like You can say, like, they decide to buy the restaurant. Yeah. Because that's what the episode is. Like, that's yeah. not a spoiler. If that, right. That's in the trailers for the episode. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So this episode is <laughs> ridiculous. It's bonkers <laughs> because if you think Frazier, you think psycho- psychologist, yeah. and radio show, yeah, and this is an episode where they just become restaurant owners. It's so crazy But <laughs> yeah, they change they changed careers in the first act of the yeah. show, literally in between scenes. Yeah, they find out the restaurant is closing. Uh, And then they go there. It's horrible. And then they're like, we should buy it next scene. Like, even, like, the act break is them having bought the restaurant already. Yeah. It's
0: crazy how quick it goes. It's so nuts. And they sometimes – I remember watching Frasier that they sometimes – they they do have a passage of time. You know, it's one of those shows where, like, things are – it's not perpetual. Like, things are moving forward because it's so long running. Yeah. And I'm like, so what's going – because it – the, the restaurant is—it's kind of a fade-in where it's completely redone. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> how much money, like in time. <laughs> I—I'm
2: still not quite sure how the Crane brothers. Oh, did you see my on uh, Facebook? I like went off on this of like because yeah. Frazier loses his job and like right. season five. Yeah, and he's just not concerned yeah. about getting a new job for many, many episodes. Yeah. And it's like you have a three bedroom apartment overlooking the space needle in Seattle yeah. and live your and help live in help who is your father's care uh like uh physical therapist but you treat her like a maid <laughs> yeah uh which is also yeah. some like weird gender problem right 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 which is like I think they just ran it they're like oh, she, she's, a maid. she's a maid whatever we I always rationalize it as like she probably stays there rent free because yeah, I'd be like, yeah, oh, sure. I'll stay here rent-free, and I'll just, like, do your laundry and make you a dinner. Right, right, right. And I'm okay. a bad cook, and you don't care? Right. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Like, that opening just asks the question of how much disposable income do they have You're to sink yeah. into a restaurant on a whim. But
0: this is the only time it feels like they do – I mean, they do weird stuff, but
2: this this is a, this whole whole new is a level. very strange – This is a whole new level. Yeah, it's really uh, weird. So yeah, the episode uh, starts out with Gil Chesterton, who I have want to, s- and I'll get into all this. <laughs> I had a weird crush fascination on sure. Gil Chesterton <laughs> it, Brett, in middle school, high school. It checks out a I, little bit. Yeah, I don't anymore. Not physically, but like, yeah, he. Because yeah. I, uh, part of me wonders if how much of this was like me being closeted. Yeah, and it, like I was like like. That guy's too obviously gay, yeah. and I—what's his deal? <laughs> it yeah. was very like a weird thing with my head, uh, and I also had a crush on John Mahoney, who plays the father. Oh, yes, and I still do. He is a very He's handsome man. Great. He's so great. He's super handsome. He seems like he'd be an absolute sweetheart. Also, man. this is the other thing. I keep wanting to like, get into the plot, but I keep getting sidetracked. Like uh, four gay men in this one episode. Because Gil Chesterton, the guy that plays Bulldog, and David Hyde Pierce all confirmed a gay. Oh, right. And then John Mahoney, most likely Yes. rumors, rem- yes, a lot yes, of yes. rumors, a lot of non-confirmation either way, and a lot of, like, he's never been married, and, like, uh, it's an yes. open secret. It's like a Kevin Spacey sort of... Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that exact same thing, because when I was tweeting about, like, uh, it would mean a lot to me if John Mahoney would come out, which is yeah. a weird... If no, you'll no, no. if you'll invade your personal uh, space, <laughs> yeah. it will make me feel Drench good. this up, please. Um, yeah. But it's, as a gay man that has so no, few gay sure. icons sure. or gay role models, I would like if John Mahoney was gay, that would mean a lot. Who played? Who notoriously played? Famously played? Not notoriously played? Yeah. A very like <laughs> masculine. Word. masculine. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be so cool, Bulldog. It's just yeah, really interesting.
0: Yeah. That is, I didn't. I'd
2: forgotten that Bulldog was gay i remember learning that from like entertainment tonight or something where they're like here's this guy he's actually gay yeah (laughs) yeah and and
0: gil i you know the whole gil's whole bit was his like his wife the the wife yeah yeah
2: but oh, I don't think we
0: ever met her, didn't
2: we? No, we never no. did. And I think they got divorced later on. He might have come out. I think he season. did. I think he like very towards the. End. There's yeah. also the gay panic episode where Fraser keeps having like sexy dreams about Gil. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Which is also great. Well, they also have to always deal with like our Niles and Fraser. Yeah, like they always there's that comes they're all up several times. So oh yeah, weird. there's a lot of good episodes about that. Yeah, and there's also an episode where. Uh, Someone sets uh, Fraser's dad Marty up with a yes, guy. That's a great that's episode right. too. That is a good. One. Uh, so yeah, Gil is like reviewing the restaurant, or he says, "What is the What is the name of the restaurant? Orsini? Orsini? Because I, yeah. I wrote down Alcinos, Rossinis, and osini's I think it was Orsini's, but I <laughs> could be wrong. We could just call it the restaurant, the, restaurant. the Italian restaurant, the Italian restaurant, the Italian restaurant but the, or French restaurant." Oh God! Wait, no. Was it originally in Italian? Then it went to French. I think,
1: yeah. I
0: think they the name is the name they came up with. The Happy Brothers yeah. is French. Le, I
2: can't. I can't. Le even. Frere it was a rare, It right was now. one of the title cards. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was. Uh, and so as soon as he hears that, Frazier's like, luckily- Niles tonight. Let's go to Orsini's for one glorious farewell dinner. Why not? I'll make the reservations. We'll take- so him and. Niles and Marty and uh, Daphne all go to right. dinner that night, and it's just like they remembered it, except a lot shittier. Yeah.
0: The <laughs> thing I was struck by, I guess because we're seeing it, I was just like, this set is
2: massive. Oh, yeah. I wrote big set <laughs> underlined. Yeah. Because Yubok is huge. It's it a have, huge stage. I, I want to know if that was either left over from another show. I wonder if that could have been the impetus for this episode. It's like, hey, we got this huge ass restaurant right. set on the lot next door. I, I
0: wouldn't know. doubt it because that thing was huge. Yeah, and it they, was. It crazy. was like had depth of field. It yeah. was like very. I mean, there probably twenty tables. Yeah. in there, I totally think that could be it because there was that whole back area that wasn't really yeah. used. It yeah. was just very
2: like it was a very strange it was sort very of. Deep. Set Because I know that Golden Girls, the kitchen of the Golden Girls set, was used in a show that only lasted one season. I don't know why. And it was, like, just... When they made the Golden Girls pilot, it was only, like, living room and other sets. And then a draft later, like, really close to production... They were like, oh, we now have a scene in the kitchen. Ugh, they, like, combed through the files, It's like, we have this kitchen. And so they just brought that oh, kitchen wow. and added it onto the house. And then that became the Golden Girls' kitchen. So I know there's a precedent. They do do that. Yeah. Um, so they go there, and, like, their old waiter is still there, Otto, who remembers. Isn't that Otto? Oh, my
1: God, I believe it is. You know, Otto is legendary here. He's been with them forever. He never writes a single thing down. He keeps it all in his head. Otto. Oh, coming up.
0: Your check, sir. That was great. Yeah, they, they had a very. Uh, he was a great kind of side character, though. And just... they
2: really uh, build up his failing memory all the way to the end. Yeah. As soon as Fraser like puts him in charge of being the valet, it's like, what, what the... are you doing? What are you doing, dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... Yeah. <laughs> there were sure. definitely a few times where I was like,
0: what? Like, yeah. you guys,
2: <laughs> uh... I don't know. What job could Otto? have done with that bad memory because they were like was like he, he's been around for so long I didn't want to fire him Yeah, very sweet and we like him I don't know what job in a restaurant requires you to not have a memory I guess like be more of a janitorial
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> know clean well, up
2: this toilet I mean reservations all you have to do is write them down, but oh, yeah. I feel like that could get complicated. But he also, like, he doesn't really, every time Frazier calls him on the walkie-talkie, he's like, who's this? Yeah, that's And it of, like, Frasier being like, Otto,
1: quick, bring car
2: 23 and hurry! Who oh, is this? It's the voice of God! Which is yeah, a great line. It was great. Uh, I'm the only one on this, I mean, it's the walkie-talkie. <laughs> I want to point out that Niles goes in there and he talks about how his eighth birthday was at this yes. restaurant. yes. Which, where was your 8th birthday at? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I turned 8 in, like, 93. So, mine was in East Tennessee at my grandparents' camp with my cousins. And we had a July 4th cake. And, like, we played on the river. That's
0: (laughs) fun. Yeah, I'm sure.
2: I don't know. There were a
0: few birthdays where I felt like my parents had pressure. So, I went to, like, a basketball game
2: people yeah like
0: like a hawks game which is like a huge deal i've never been to one ever so you
2: never went to a i never went to italian Italian french restaurant four-star restaurant yeah
0: i do love the joke where he he sent the uh the eight-year-old niles sent the veal back (laughs) oh yeah that's a great that's a great (laughs) character joke
2: yeah because uh also in the cold open of the episode like niles comes in with like a first edition steinbeck yeah that and then there's a, oh, what is the joke? Where, like, Roz wants to come up and touch it. They're like, no, don't touch it. You'll yeah. get oils all over it. And then he insults her. He
0: just makes... Oh, it Niles,
1: guess what? Thriving Seattle Night spot is closing its doors. Roz, you're moving.
2: <laughs> so she licks it? She licks it. She straight up licks it?
0: I was, I was... When I saw that, it was great. I was also thinking, like... I was sort of sad, because I was like... Frasier had its hang-ups, but the fact that you can drop a John Steinbeck novel, they used the word neophyte and didn't yeah. explain what it meant. Yeah. It was just, and you, I know you have all the viewership and all that kind of stuff, but it was like so many people were watching this thing that was like, these guys were snobs, but they didn't dumb... Anything they didn't down. say, like, who's John Stein? You know, like... Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is a Steinbeck... It's a... It's a it, was, it wasn't it was the Grapes of Wrath. It was a very specific... Yeah, it was like page. the... It was like a little novella oh, like or It was like the something. Little Virgin. That's, yeah. Right. Virgin, but I don't
2: think it's is the Little Virgin, I, I think. Thing. some sort of... I don't know. It, sounds it, like a, it, was,
0: it felt like it was, like, a very obscure... Yeah. John Steinbeck reference, which is like... I don't know. There's a part of me that's
2: like... Oh, that would never, ever, ever, ever be on network TV now. No, because you have to explain... Everything. Yeah, it might. It like you know, this is where like your Netflix and Amazon's come into play, where they yeah. don't, where they don't have to. Right. They're like niche by definition, and so they know, like, well, we can make these references because we're not trying to please. Right. Advertisers.
0: Absolutely. But knowing what you know about the show, like about the country now, and probably the country then, it's insane that this was as popular it was. It makes like. no sense. What we watched was a like a like a theater farce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. was like a
2: like a like a Neil Simon play. Yeah, it felt a lot like the Cheers episode uh, Woody's wedding. Yes, where I was all in the, the kitchen. Exact same Kitchens thing. are great. Yeah, because you got those swinging doors. Yeah, swinging doors where make... the priest died. Yeah, and the and that, I was thinking the exact same way. I was like, oh, this is like Woody's wedding. See, part two. I should have looked up and seen if David Lloyd wrote that because David Lloyd. I do want to look uh, this up real quick because yeah. this episode was written by David Lloyd, who. He was a big, he was a guy, right? Mary Tyler Moore guy. Oh no way! Because uh, during this year, I've been rewatching all these shows. Oh yeah, I read spoiler. I read Brett's <laughs> fantastic article. Oh
0: uh, uh, yeah, about um, what was it? What, what's your, the series called? Sorry, Brett. Uh, it's the the gay the gay episode. Oh, that gay episode, that gay episode on Decider Yes, there you go. But yeah, he, <laughs> uh, he was the guy who wrote the. Um, he wrote his,
2: uh, no um, Phyllis's brother. Right? No, that was uh, that is somebody else. That is um, okay. Roger Moore ah, playing okay. his brother uh, David Lloyd. All these men have such like seventies. <laughs> Robert Moore, David Lloyd, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. David Lloyd wrote "Chuckles Bites the Dust." Oh wow! Like, he wrote what is arguably the greatest sitcom episode yep. of all time. Yeah, and that was twenty years before this. Wow, that is so crazy. It's crazy that he. So like I think you might have started out like as a staff writer on *Mary Tyler Moore*. Like yeah, that was his first sure. gig. Your first gig is *Mary Tyler Moore*, and you write *Shuckles Spice the Dust Twenty years later. He comes in on Fraser like once or twice a season and just like hits it out of the park for them. Yeah, yeah. And he's as like creative consultant for every episode. Oh, right. So it, it, it was cool watching because I think I watched all of Mary Taylor Moore and all yeah. Fraser back to back, and it was cool to see like his career. Like that's cool. You know, Padawan learner to Jedi. <laughs> yes, mis- yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly.
0: No, I'm, I am right there with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that is crazy because there's yeah. other. This isn't the only sort of broad farce Fraser episode. Yeah. No. They, they do one, are. but they do. I think they do one like this in like a central location. Like there's the cabin there's, one, yeah, the ski
2: lodge one, which that I remember is fondly. just ridiculous. Yeah, it's everyone wants to hook up with everyone else, and everyone right. thinks someone else is trying to hook up with them. And yeah. it's just but these are like old theater. Like yeah. this
0: is like old comedy trope that, that. And that's what the other thing I love about it too. And and you know it's funny because. It, not to but improv stuff whenever I teach or coach improv the thing I kind of say is like guys I'm sorry to break it to you but this is theater yeah like it is yeah we're doing theater I know <laughs> you're you, on a stage I know you don't want it to be
2: <laughs> some of you
0: but like it is theater and those performance elements are like really important and and it is interesting to see kind of like like I, I listened to the first episode with you Matt and you were talking about these are one act plays. Yeah. Like this was a this is a one act play. This
2: yeah. was <laughs> I honestly and it might be because Frasier is a show that has those title cards, so when you're watching it on Netflix you actually can't tell where the commercial breaks go. Yeah. Because it dips a black within the course of the narrative anyway. Right and so real watching this, I actually can't remember where commercials were supposed to yeah, come and go. Yeah, it felt
0: so fast.
2: Yeah, uh, I did. I... I did want to point yeah, out. Okay. Um, Jane leaves uh, Daphne's dress during the first scene when they were at the restaurant, which was like this brown velvety, yeah, y looking medieval yeah. dress with like puffy sleeves. No Fraser's worries. the fashion on Fraser is you know the person wild. who the person who still who looks the best is Marty Crane. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the one who's like, oh, he looks normal. Yeah. Everybody else looks and I feel insane. Because like he, he always just wears, like, plaid shirt. And, like, khakis. Khakis. Yeah. And, like, a cool belt. Yeah. And, like, and, like a good like jacket. jacket. Yeah. Like, like fine. Yeah. Uh, he looks like... There is a... Towards, in, like, the year 2000, they start giving him them pleated khakis, and those pleats oh. just take over. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it drives me crazy. Because watch... I watched Fraser in February. Oh, wow. That's, like, 200-something episodes. Yeah. So I got to see the fashion evolve in real time, and it's yeah. like, no, but just look how good he looks there with clothes that fit yeah. him. Yeah. It's same thing with like all the suits, like Frazier and Al's. Oh, are just man, wearing these huge, brat like tan suits yeah. all the time with like paisley ties. Oh god, it's horrible. I I I saw it and I was like, oh, I thought this was much later. Once I, as soon
0: as it came on, I was like. Oh, he's got early Fraser hair yeah he's got the like, long oh, it's so gross yeah
2: but weird That's oh, it's so gross <laughs> well, I don't know what that is it's just all like dangling there it at looks the back very
0: handsome when it's all cut yeah. and like yeah. fine
2: and he, and but
0: it, there to me there it's like a it's like a BC, you know, yeah, it's like it's like B H post Posterica, but yeah, I feel like I definitely was like, oh, this is a lot earlier in the show oh, than yeah. I thought, yeah. And it's crazy that they were doing this kind of stuff that early in.
2: So like they they decide on a whim basically to buy right. the restaurant, and the, the, we're at opening night, and then basically now we're in the one at like the yeah. The mono scene to get the intro, <laughs> yeah. like it is a yeah, mono scene. Totally. Or I guess like a macro scene. Well, I guess on a mono scene you could have two location. No, it'd be one location. There, mono. You don't go through a wall on a mono scene like that. I guess not. So I guess it might be like a more. A I mean, macro you could have the kitchen would
0: be taking if we're thinking straight up UCB. The kitchen yeah. would be taking place back. Or like yeah, you'd flip it around. You have to play with the space. And yeah. Stuff.
2: Uh, but yeah, you just see the episode, you know, we don't see Eddie in this episode. We no, don't see the no fr- the Crane's apartment building at all. No. Um, it's just at the Happy Brothers. Yeah. I going to tip that friendship. No, no, no. Uh, and it just, everything, of course, goes wrong. Yeah. And it goes wrong in just farcical, amazing ways. Yeah. But the,
0: I think the great part about it is that it goes wrong. It's it's their fault oh yeah like that's what i liked about it it wasn't like <laughs> things went crazy it was like oh because that i feel like is maybe for me at least like the first thing i do is like oh there's wacky things external conflict yeah. but it's like oh no this is all of their own making like the yeah. whole thing is and
2: everything is because uh the very very first thing is them being like
1: oh. yeah, chef voice has really outdone himself the menu simply
2: cannot be improved upon i agree hmm unless it would be to add just a soup sort of brandy to the cherries jubilee? Yeah. And then throughout the rest of the episode, you, the, they each go back to that thing multiple times to just be like, a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more. Which culminates, so yeah. which culminates in a huge explosion off camera, like we're in the kitchen, we see like a big flash of light. Right. And then Roz walks in full like Looney Tunes dynamite. <laughs> it looks no. I was like wait no that can be her hair is huge and black and her yeah. face is covered in like soot and she's just like big flesh oh. <laughs> I can. I was shocked because everything else was
0: like pretty believable yeah. like I sort of bought everything and all the conflicts seemed like oh yeah and even with the alcohol I was like oh that's funny but then her her coming in like that was just I feel like a bridge too far.
2: <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was like, guys. There <laughs> it happens and there's this amazing quick succession as things are going wrong. Like everything starts going wrong when uh is it Frasier tries to use the indoor when he's going out or yes. like Niles tries it, and he, like, hits a waiter and then yeah. Frasier on the other side, like, Oh no, we have to get him back in and he right. tries to use the outdoor to go in, right. he hits another waiter. Yeah. And so they're both out. Uh, and then uh, they pass the chef hood yeah. um, down the line of succession to the next guy. <laughs> oh, make us proud. got a very important clientele
1: out there. Yes,
0: the
2: governor's table alone. We have two state senators and the head of the Immigration Bureau. <gasps>
1: <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> to which they all run. book it. How does that joke play now?
1: Um,
0: like, it sort of works
2: yeah. and here's why because
0: again the indoor and the outdoor and the immigration thing it's like oh these are people who don't know restaurants like yeah, exactly. they don't the, oh yeah that's at, fundamental they just yeah don't. they just the reason that they didn't know the indoor and the outdoor that causes the first thing and then the other like real reality that they're not willing to take in is that, a lot of the help in restaurants um, or yeah. like immigrants undocumented, yeah. and undocumented immigrants. So to me, it was less of like a. I think it punched the right
1: way, yeah, exactly. where it was yeah. like
0: they were dumb. You know, yeah. like you shouldn't <laughs> say that to your staff. Yeah. You know, and less of like, can you believe these Mexicans? You know, it was it yeah. wasn't that. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe I. I, I don't know. It, did you feel like it kind of didn't hit correctly? No, I think it hit it hit fine. I just now yeah.
2: the the oh yeah land we the live living in right nightmare now. that we live in. <laughs> I hear about like immigration and it's I'm it just like ping ping ping. Oh yeah, ping, no, absolutely. Like, um, so to the like Marty's going to be the wait the bartender yes. and they're like who are we going to get to be the waiter and then Roz comes in with her date Diedrich Bader from the Drew Carey Show and recently Veep. Oh that's right. And yeah. This is ninety five, so this is like a year before he got I mean, he's this is like working actor, Diedrich mm-hmm. Vader. Uh wait, what was his big oh he was also Jethro in the Beverly Hillbillies. Movie. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Uh and he was and more recently he's been the voice of Batman. That's right. He in was in Brave and the Bold and yeah. stuff, yeah. And I think maybe some of the movies maybe, maybe. When there are that they don't get Kevin Connery for. Oh yeah. Uh, Maybe. So yeah, that it's it was cool to see him, and he has one line. Like he's, yeah, it's definitely not a like, oh, we're going to get him in because we know he can do this well. It's because right. He auditioned and wanted to work. That yeah. Way.
0: <laughs> I, yes, I, I do feel like I understood because he was. I was like, oh, he's quite handsome. I felt like he seemed more like of yeah. Robbie, which I had never really. I mean, he's a good-looking man. Yeah, but it was I didn't like, thought oh, of that. Oh. This is him as like a I can be like the romantic,
1: yeah, lead, which and I don't think he, he got, ever really then he got Drew
0: Carey and they gave yeah. him
2: rest for a season, yeah. <laughs> Remember got... that? Did you ever watch no. Drew Carey? I didn't really get that into Drew I Carey. I love, I was very into Drew Carey. Uh, we can't ever do that show on this podcast because it is can't find it anywhere. That's weird. Season one is available on like iTunes and Amazon, and that is it. And that show ran for like nine years. Why do you know? Is it. That's strange. You can go to Decider.com and look at my article oh, about right. thirty sitcoms and only six of them are on Hulu or, or Hulu or or Netflix. That's crazy. You can buy a lot of them on Amazon. Yeah. Basically, if you want to watch a 90 show, you're gonna have to either get DVDs or be willing to pay for digital episodes. Yeah. Uh, and that's very frustrating. That's Fraser, true. on the other hand, is available literally everywhere. Yeah. It is the one show of all them that is on like Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, oh, that's iTunes. Wild. Like it is Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Niles then is all of a sudden the chef. And another really great thing, this is not a really good episode for, like, planting seeds early on. Yes. They... I think they mentioned, like, up top that this uh, way this uh, chef was, like, known for cooking eel. Yeah. One of the title cards is, like, no eels were harmed during making this episode. Which, watching it a second time, and knowing that there's a scene where Daphne bashes one, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's such a fun... Yeah. ...like, precursor to what we know is gonna happen. And so... Niles has to cook eels. Yeah. <laughs> Which results in, the reason that I maybe chose this episode <laughs> is the scenes of Niles and Daphne trying to kill all these eels. Yeah. Niles is looming over, <laughs> well, first of all, Frasier, Niles is like, How am I gonna- every restaurant critic in Seattle is out there and they all want Anguilla, so start killing eels. Wait, 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 wait. How do you suggest I do that? How do I know you're the chef? Throw a toaster in the damn tank for all I care. Right there with them. He leaves, and as soon as he goes out, there's the light flicker? Yeah,
0: that was a great... <laughs> that's a great joke. That's a great joke. There was so much physical... That was a thing I was super impressed with. Because, again, we're looking oh, yeah. at it through like, the production lens, too, and I was just like, I wonder... Because it feels like with something like that, you have to, you can kind of only do it in one take. They had
2: to rehearse it. so I know, many times. but like
0: when she yeah. grabs that veal and smacks it, oh. and then, or when they're also like t- tossing the veal
2: around. Yeah, like a go- wait, a uh, customer like is like, oh, I wanted was it veal marsala or pork marsala? It was like some veal
0: piccata, and I wanted veal marsala. Masala. So they yeah. take it
2: back in. Fraser like hands the dish to <laughs> Niles, who throws it to Daphne, who rinses it off in the sink, and yeah. then uh, while she's doing that, Niles is like wiping off the plate. <laughs> He, like, holds the play back out. She throws the veal back on the play, and then he, like, scoops the marsala yeah. on and hands it off to Frazier and it's maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever worked in a restaurant no. before? No. That is... Yeah. What? Is that what happens? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. The innkeeper's blowing the roof off no, of No, I,
0: I was watching, and I was like, oh, whoever wrote this has definitely worked in a restaurant. <laughs> because that's sort of, like, who the fuck cares? Like... We'll just put it in. Like. It's
2: also ridiculous, now that I'm thinking about it, because I know my mom uh, always wants steak well done, and she would yeah. always get it with a little bit of pink. Yeah. And so she would uh, always, 100%, which is also like, I understand her frustration, because every time she orders steak, it's yeah. always wrong. Right. I was their witness. But I, she would then complain when they come about, they just put this in the microwave. I can tell. And now I'm thinking, like, why would you expect them to then cook you a whole new steak? They wouldn't do that. And they- also <laughs> that it would take... A third of the time, magically. Yeah. I would do, I think, I would do,
0: I worked at a steakhouse where they would, uh, They it was the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Oh, yeah.
2: That's a chain. That'd yeah.
0: Be, yeah. Yeah. I worked at the one in the Embassy Suites Hotel in Ooh. Atlanta on the Centennial Park. Dang. But yeah, I did it for like a few months to be able to move to New York. But um, they, uh, they would heat the plate and you could cut your steak and then press it down into the plate and it would like cook it more. Oh wow, that's that's how hot it was, and I also was clearing all the plates, so I had like burning. Oh god, burns all over my hands. Restaurants are a nightmare. But but I think the other (laughs) thing with to to counter your mom, I think they would like. Well, let's we'll see if she really wants it well because you can't uncook it. Yeah, you can't unwell it. Yeah, so like, do you know what I mean? If it's like, we'll make it medium well, uh, and if she really wants it well, then we'll we'll.
2: Okay, that's a nice. That I
0: think that's probably okay. And also when it it also they're not. Thinking that they're going to cook it well, and it takes longer, so they want to make sure all the food comes out at the same right, time. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so. a lot
2: of that's a lot of stuff that I bet Niles and Frazier didn't take into account. They did literally not at all. Uh, after the, the, the brief brownout outside, Fraser yeah. comes back in to find Niles with a cleaver leaning into the eel tank, just yeah. like swatting away. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was great. <laughs> it's it great. was all great. And then Daphne just walks over, reaches in, and then in one amazing motion. Yeah. Pulls it out and bangs it on the counter on her opposite side, like making yeah. a full sweeping motion. As like, And it just hits, and she just hands it back It to makes it. a huge sound. It's truly surprising. Yeah.
0: Very funny. Yeah. And it, it yeah, it's great. One other restaurant thing I will say. Sorry. <laughs> Did you work into some eels? <laughs> no. There's no way they only had two waiters. That that was like a 30-table restaurant. A huge, yeah, that was a huge <laughs> anyway, restaurant. It, but, but, yeah, I mean, that's the stuff that I'm like, wow, these guys are awesome because as great as all of our comedians are these days, like that takes some real yeah. physical comedy to be able to do that stuff. And you don't get to do it in a lot of takes. And it has to all like, I and mean, these, these sort of episodes, cause like, you know, we, we, we try to, we write specs we, we and try. stuff like that. We, we, we were we, trying guys. We tried, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like I could, I could construct a run of the mill Frasier episode. Yeah. This I don't think I could ever do. No, it, this well, feels so difficult to make sure that you set every like. It feels like clockwork, like a like yeah. a mouse trap, uh, like that, like the Rube Goldberg. Any more metaphors? But uh, <laughs> but you <laughs> know what, I, that's just something that I'm like. I I
2: feel like there must be a technique to this, but I just don't even know where to begin. It's all because like everything is set up. Like even the the most heightened. Like after uh, the cherry explosion, so yeah. it's like. I. Uh, Eel hitting, cherry explosion, uh, sprinklers go off, you thinned my brown sauce. Yeah. And then after the sprinklers go off, everyone leaves, after everyone leaves, a car drives through. Right. All that happens in such quick succession. And like all of it was, most all of it was set up earlier. Like the fact that like the auto thing is he's called Fraser at least three times. Yeah. It's obviously bad at what he's doing. <laughs> right. And so you, what is the heightening of that is him driving Yeah, through. yeah, yeah. And it's so good. It's great but it, i do feel like it's not it
0: again it feels very it's so specific that's yeah. why it's so difficult yeah. to me it's like oh we'll have eels yeah and we'll kill <laughs> eels like yeah. i just feel like that feels so cuz i guess they were maybe thinking what can we kill in, in a funny in, way what do you kill in a restaurant that people like that's not like Gruesome. gruesome, like you want to like slaughter a chicken. Yeah, a and what do and you like, have? Eel in, is a weird. Yeah, and maybe there, maybe that's
2: actually true. That for like fresh eel, you like kill it. And you, the they always say like you need to kill like crawfish and shrimp and yeah. stuff. You need to just like it needs to die boiling, right. not beforehand or like yeah. lobster. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just that that to me is something where it's like, you know, I've written specs and can fake it through like an
2: ABC plot. Yeah, but like. That seems like a whole well, other skill level, and there is no ABC plot in this. No. the A, there's just the rest. There's just the restaurant. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's also knowing your performers because I know this from like you know, you know, being on like Mod Night, in the sketch night, yeah. and stuff. And you write a sketch, and on the page, it's like, well, this isn't funny, and it's not funny because all the jokes are physical, and you right. like were writing it for a person, so you when you're writing it, you feel bad and stupid because you're like, none of this these aren't jokes. Like this isn't funny. And like right. when you read it and then when it gets into the hands of the person you're writing it for, it just comes alive. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, that's what I was doing. And I feel like this episode, there are a lot of really, really, really great jokes. Yeah. So much of it is timing and physicality. Yeah. That because like Daphne picks up an eel and bangs it on the counter is, I don't know. That's not a funny stage direction. No. And I don't even think you could picture it in your head as funny as uh, Jane leaves does it.
0: No, it's so great she really goes overhead. Like it, <laughs> yes. it's really, I mean, it was really jarring in the best sense. Yeah. And it like all that physical <laughs> stuff. I did find myself in a episode where like everything at the restaurant goes wrong. I found myself being surprised. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Which I think is really nice. Like it's, you know,
2: because they really do a good job of, like I was noticing all the times they were pouring more alcohol into yeah. the cherry's Jubilee But they, they, they set it off. You are so, like, they just killed an eel. Like, your brain just you forget, because so much crazy shit, and they let it punctuate it in a really smart way. Yeah. Uh, the episode ends with, I mean, Bulldog also shows up at the restaurant with his, like, lady (laughs) and...
1: Probably.
2: Uh, and they sit him next to the grotto, which is next to the bathroom. Right. Uh... The tossed salad and scrambled eggs moment of this episode is, in the wreckage of the restaurant, Bulldog is having sex in the bathroom with his lady? Yeah. Uh, And he comes out, shirt open, pours all these different glasses of wine into one glass of wine, sticks a flower down his pants, and then goes back for more! Yeah. No, it is. (laughs) It is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess... This is it's what way to had angle. to because yeah, they never got out of the restaurant and they got all wet and he yeah. I guess so what, my dress is
2: clinging to yeah. like, saran wrap. Yeah, I guess also if they did build this set specifically for this episode, then yeah. they are like we're at the entire show is and we spent so much money on this. The entire yeah, episode has that's to be this. true because <laughs> it is a
0: very yeah
2: again. We don't need to talk too much
0: about this set, but it is a very expensive it's just, set. Yeah, you gotta look Because they all the not set. only did the old set, but then they
2: redid it. Yeah, they like, did. <laughs> that's so expensive. They need to remodel it. And they're like, well, how did they tape that? And there's also the 23rd episode of the season. And a lot of I wonder if they just had a lot of money left over from like, Maybe. man, we did a lot of episodes that were just in yeah. the radio station and the apartment. They so. could have had an apartment scene where they decide to buy the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, they could have, but they did it at the restaurant. Yeah. We also don't really see them decide to give up the restaurant. How does that even? It like, it's obviously a failure, and they never mention this again. They, but they must lose millions of <laughs> they dollars. Lose so much money. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> like the economics of it just yeah. doesn't check and out. We also, like IRL, if two brothers <laughs> did this in a, because they treat Seattle as if it is a small social scene. Yeah, yeah. Because so many of the episodes are about them and their small group of upper crust people and trying right, to impress right, right. them. You feel like after you hastily buy a restaurant and then destroy it with, like, car crash on the first, first, night. Night, on the first night where all of the mu- uh, food critics are there, yeah. you feel like, yeah, that's your thing for life. Right. right? You're not yeah, going to get nobody ever mentions it again. <laughs> no. And they're constantly, like, trying to, like, worried about losing their status. I'm like, you guys lost it in season two. Like, yeah. That was a yeah, big right. swing of the ice. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> it was so... Yeah, that... That alone really kind of overshadows the episode and like, cause it is so, how, this is so impossible yeah. that, but I mean, it's clear that like we just, cause I mean the, the Cheers Wedding episode takes place very organically Yeah. and it, but this felt like just such a, like this we want to do a farce in a restaurant. Yeah. Though. I've been running, I've been writing a one act play. Like, do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, okay, When I was in college, I did this one act play about everything <laughs> that goes
2: wrong. It's like, we'll make it an episode. Uh. Does this also, um, what is there anything dated about this episode? I um, feel like could this just happen? Could this script be just made? Like, I mean, you would still have to take the copy out of like these rich assholes just buy a restaurant and like don't care about the girl. No, like, that's the only thing that's still, like, that was far fetched in, it's far fetched now. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe a little bit of the slut-shaming probably wouldn't go over yeah, as well. Yeah, that's a thing that I never, ever bought with Roz for some reason. Yeah. There's a lot of tell-don't-show with that. Yeah. I feel like uh, like Blanche... Yeah, you believe it. You believe it with Blanche, because she also is with men a lot, and she's also proud of it. And, yeah. like, it, it... She just has, like, a... Yeah. Yeah. Roz... Doesn't own it that way. No. So what you what it feels like is Roz is a normal dating right. woman, and Frazier and Niles are just dicks. Yeah. That's what it always feels yeah. like.
0: Like, because even when you get somebody like Karen from Will and Grace, yeah. who I think has that same sort of maybe not, but like there's yeah, they own it. And you're yeah. right. I think I I always feel like, and, and I know you mentioned that Lisa Kudrow was Roz. I still don't quite think that she was the right... Like, not... I don't think Lisa Kudrow could do it, but I don't... I never have quite felt that... Yeah. I think she's... Perry Gilpin is fine, but I'm always like, I feel like Roz was, like, a bigger character that they wrote down. Like... Yeah. And but, she's never done anything
2: else. Like, has she? I just, Um... Yeah, she was on I don't on want to a, hate on it. I'm sure somebody's... Going, I geez, she was on an ABC family drama for like sure. four years, I think. Yeah. Uh, like, more recently, because I did a lot of research. Um, but it, it, it always just feels like they decided, it's funny if we just may, if we can use Roz the Beagle to make slut jokes, but yeah. they never really write her as being one. Yeah. She's always written as, like, she just goes on dates. Right. Bulldog... Yeah, the slut is like, is and like nobody ever, aggressive yeah. like asshole, asshole, right. like, gross, always lecherous. Yeah. And honestly, like Frasier probably sleeps around with way more has more sexual oh, partners yeah. than Roz is shown having. Oh yeah, totally. And I think if they had if they just showed her actually going on more dates, Yeah. because I, I also wonder if the slutty jokes came before they ever even showed her going on a date. Which I feel like is the wrong way to do it. Like, if you're going to make that, have a choice with a character. Have the character own it and be confident in it. Yeah. Because otherwise it just feels like they're punching down. Right. And also show it. Like, have her actually, like, go on dates and be like, yeah, I got two dates tonight. I'm in charge. Right.
0: Or have it be that they keep doing that and she's like...
2: Guys. The opposite. Yeah. You know, like, I'm trying to get a date. I have one boyfriend yeah I'm i've lovely. had him for like a couple months right. i could like, see that, that sort yeah. of
1: like that working
0: it's, but otherwise it's like oh here's this woman in a good job who's like put together nothing in her like st- she she dresses no differently than no doesn't she like, doesn't
2: even dress there's
0: no sort of telegraphing that this is happening yeah it's just very strange um but that feels dated and then there are a couple like I, I feel like there are a few clunkers, like, joke-wise. <laughs> like, when he's like, I guess I should
1: owe the crab cocktail. I'm going to the John. Order me a beer. Oh, gee, Dad. For a moment there, I thought you were going to surprise me and order a glass of wine. Aye, yeah. Uh, for a moment, I thought you were going to surprise me and button your yap. <laughs> I'd order him the crab cocktail, but I'm afraid the irony would be lost on him. <laughs>
0: oh that's a bad fraser joke that's like a bad joke yeah but it's also a bad fraser because it's like the grab cocktail the irony would it was like it is so so this is what people
2: hate about yeah. fraser get back to smashing eels man <laughs> yeah Ugh. but there are a few of those that were a little like Oof. <laughs> Oof. so i do have some trivia oh great but i got you picked ha! 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 but i don't know what to do with those toss
1: Salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling
2: again. Trivia time, trivia time. Um, so the ratings for this episode, 17.9 million viewers Wow. watched this episode. Wow. 17.9. Jeez. It was ranked number 12 for the week God. with that many viewers. Jeez. Uh, the top five shows in that week, this first one, we're going to have to talk about. Okay. Number five. Naomi and Winona, wait, the Judds? <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> a a docu, a not documentary, but a movie about the lives oh of Winona Judd and Naomi Judd, played by actors, not played by them. A that... two-part <laughs> miniseries. <laughs> is number five. <laughs> that is fantastic. I think is the most 1995 thing. Do TV
0: movies happen anymore?
2: Uh, I think they're called limited series
0: now. Oh, like okay. Big
2: Little Lies 20 years ago would have been, like, a miniseries at the oh. end or something. Yeah, and you would have cut, like, those 10 episodes down to, like, three two-hour specials. Oh, Boom. wow. Because uh, also, speaking of the miniseries, the number four most-watched show that week was a part of the Langoliers. Oh, whoa. Back when they used to just do Jeez, Stephen King that's stuff. that's crazy. I think it's because this episode aired in May... And so, the number three episode is Seinfeld, number two is Friends, and one is ER. So, those are all season finales. Okay. So, and this is Frasier's penultimate episode. Right, so I think they like, usually
0: do, like, a fun, mess-around episode. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, which is also why, like, I was wondering how Friends beat Seinfeld. But 31.3 million viewers. Gosh. But it's because man. that is the season one finale of their, like, Meteoric Rise season one. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Oof. That is so nuts. I...
0: Yeah, I and I think I was thinking about it, why Fraser is was able to be on air. And I think some of it is just like, well, it's on. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? there's like, not much else. Yeah, it's funny, and it's on. And, I mean, nobody's going to all these... I mean, obviously, we could talk for hours about how the media landscape's been fractured, yeah. and you kind of watch your own things, and you can really don't avoid... Have in
2: common anymore, no, and it's like... You can't even talk about... But mean, like, if you look at this... I don't know. See, part of me wonders... I get worried about how the older I'm getting, I just keep going, things were better back in the 90s. Yeah. But it's also because I've now... We're now living in the result of a very, very, very divided and niche entertainment market. We're yeah. now, like... Red America and Blue America, don't have to talk to each other about literally anything. We do not share literally anything, and we don't have to share literally anything. And things can be successful without having to... Whereas you look at this top five, and it's like ER, Friends, Seinfeld, the Langoliers, and Naomi and Winona. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of all over the map. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And they're like,
2: right right below that is like Grace Under Fire and Home Improvement. We're in the top ten. So... It's just hard, because I think like... (laughs) Yeah, I think it is
0: better, because we have... You're right, having those common cultural touchstones it's dangerous not to have them to a certain extent yeah. because it's like you can talk about the weather you can talk about sports but if you don't want to talk about any of those you can talk about like i mean that's what people did like Level did you see mash yeah. you know or did
2: you see seinfeld or whatever and now um, we have that with like the voice and bachelorette right. and stuff which is not artistically rewarding in any way no, like it's not elevate. those are narratives that are like challenging anything they're right. reality shows yeah uh, <laughs> in some cases they're perpetuating the worst things. Yes. Uh, you know like I mean ABC just canceled Last Man Standing like Tim Allen had a sitcom for 6 years on ABC yeah. that I never heard about. Well I mean talked we talked about. about The
0: Big Bang Theory which was yeah. has been the number 1 show for like years, like, like number like, 1 comedy and I haven't seen an episode. an episode of it which is crazy if 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 it was 10 or 15 years ago and I wanted to get into comedy people would
2: think I was crazy yeah. that I wasn't watching it but now it's like you don't have to watch and it, and you're, you're in some circles perceived as better for not having watched. Right? It. You're like, oh, okay, you're not a yeah done But and now people kind of don't even thing.
0: know. I mean, like, if I had said to my other people, like, have you seen Master of None? People would be like, what? Yeah. You know, or, or like even even explaining UCB for years, I still have trouble. I'm like, it's like a theater. Do you know Amy Polar? And a lot of people would be like, no. Wow! And yeah, you like, like, but in oh, our world, um, Parks and Rec and SNL. Yeah, but it's like, she was on SNL, and they're like, uh, and then I would have to go. You know, Mean Girls, the the cool mom, and they're like, oh, yeah. and so now it seems crazy that I'm invoking like a bit part in Mean yeah. Girls. Is like, she's like a comedy icon. Yeah, she's but one it's of the most like successful. it's always very humbling to kind of make those connections. And these aren't people who are like, I'm from Atlanta, and these are people who are you know like. Well educated. Yeah. They just don't consume as much media as yeah. we
2: do. Which uh, you could see, I don't know, you could see a media landscape now if it was much more unified where you could have like a night of comedy that would be like Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Master of None, like 30, like you could. Yeah. 'Cause there are less options. yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. Master of None will be a multicam show. Right. Uh, but still a multicam show that tackles the kind of issues that Master of None does is very, very important to the entire world to see. Yeah. Either it's even Like if the you're... Carmichael show yeah. I think was trying to do that to a little too Which I've still extent. not
1: watched, but,
0: but I should
2: because I think that's probably good and I love multicam shows. Yeah. Uh
0: so But no, anyway, that's no. what that's what I'm like Oh, Frasier succeeded. because in some part it was sort of like what like yeah. There's nothing else to watch. I mean, there was more stuff to watch, but it was, like, I think initially, like, yeah, you're going to put up with this until you, like, learn to
2: love it, because, because it is well done the and The other really things coming I mean, that night were, like, things you would want to yeah. watch, and so you would just take in things. And it, and it did oh. a really great job of being both, like we said,
0: referencing Steinbeck and then clubbing Eels. It's, yeah. like,
1: it really runs <laughs> the gamut. It's hard dip.
0: to, and I think people, when they shit on it, it's, like, People drinking glasses of sherry and like making word, witty wordplay. And yes. I mean, that's not really the show. And if
2: it happens all. on the show, you're supposed to laugh at them for being so snooty. Yeah. Which is a very interesting uh, dynamic that it walks. Yeah. Um, so out of every one of this episode, who would you say had the must-see performance? Uh, that's a hard... Yeah. I... I have to
0: say, I think it was David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. Because that veal toss, catching the veal on the plate, gave I had so much respect for that. He plays his uh, game really well. He does the physical comedy more than Chelsea than Kelsey Grammer. I said Chelsea <laughs> uh,
2: Kelsey Grammer, country grammar, Chelsea Grammer, Kelsey <laughs> yeah, Grammer. The, the Grammar triplets. <laughs> God, talk about a show. <laughs> I would love that. I guess I would say David Hype Pierce, too. It was really hard for me to pick one. Yeah. Usually my MVPs for this show are Eddie and Martin. Right. Those he two. was great. But I he mean, didn't have much to do. No. He had some good, like, zingers in there yeah. for, like, deflating them. Yeah. Uh, God, I love when he, he like at the end, he, like, answers that call to be like, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we have seats open. Would you like a seat, like... St- Charred or not charred, or like smoke damage or not smoke damage, yeah. and he just laughs so hard yeah. and blatantly at his children, which right. I love.
0: That's great. The other thing I thought he did great, and what I like about how they write him and how he performs it, is that he does the joke where he comes up to the bar, and he's like, "How about them supersonics?" Huh? Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's self aware that. This is not the second season. His character is self-aware that this bothers Frazier. Yeah. (laughs) And he does it. He's not doing it like there's a canniness to
2: him that's, like, really nice to see. He's a really cool audience surrogate in that way. Yeah. Like, he also knows that this is wrong just like we do. Yeah. And and he's going to knock him down because of
0: it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I don't know. This was a hard one. I would say Jane leaves just for the eel bop. But, yeah, I'll but go. Jane, she didn't do anything else. I'll go.
2: Jane leaves just so I can have the other half of that veal yeah, routine. There we go. And also, the the eel smack was great. And there's also a moment I didn't talk about when Fraser comes in first, and uh, Niles, Daphne, and Roz are arguing—the very yeah. first time they argue. He comes in, and Daphne like puts up her dupes oh, like an yeah. old timey boxer. Yeah. <laughs> That was right before he saw her. her too. It was and very
0: so I'm like, weird. that's
2: great. Jacob Lee has some really great choices here. Uh, oh, and she also had a really good um, story about her auntie's tea room. Yeah, that was like really dark that about was all great. these really dark specifics. I love so it like, when she up in the tea room. It's I love really it when they really make it really
0: dark. <laughs> she she always does that where it's like, she, yeah, I was like an Angela's ashes like backstory <laughs> sort of.
2: Well, all of her brothers are monsters. Yeah. Oof. Uh, would you, um, oh, I forgot to even bring up what IMDb users were in this episode. Oh, okay. also, um, so yeah, uh, 492 users on IMDb voted, gave this a 9.0. Huh. Did you say higher or lower? I would say maybe a smidge lower.
0: I don't think it's, well, I knew what it was as soon as you said it. It wasn't yeah. a Fraser episode that I was like, oh, right. And their first stuff is and it's like that stuff, watching that, it's like, oh, there's nothing on television like this. No, there really isn't. There needs to be so much more. I know. So I don't know. I would say maybe eight point five. I'll
2: I'll say eight point. Ooh. Eight point eight? Because when I said okay. when I read nine I love this episode and I yeah, our, fun. but when I read nine on IMDB, I did have a knee-jerk of like, oh that high. Yeah. But I still
1: say eight
2: point eight. Still um, great. This is the number eleven best episode of sign of Frasier, according oh, to IMDb. Wow. I love it. So it's just out of the top ten. It's very good. Uh-huh. So based on all that, would you say that other people should, is this a must-see episode for general people? I think people should, just to kind of see
0: what was possible. Like, yeah. And comedically, yeah. I think it's stuff for us. It's like, because I love, I'm watching Kimmy Schmidt right now. I'm so loving good, yeah. it. The joke writing is so great. But it doesn't get like... And I and I love improv shows that do this too, where it really climaxes. I know this yeah, is yeah. getting weird, yeah, but yeah. when
2: yeah, it climaxes, <laughs> uh, but
0: like no, when you feel like a, like a comic, like well, we did it. Yeah. Like we and I always want improv shows to be where it's like, well, you have to black us out at man. the highest. But like, I I don't feel like a lot of I think a lot of modern shows sort of like peter out on a pretty good joke. Yeah. And a little like "Mop" You know, but like this just
2: goes out so hard sure. and it builds to such a, I just think it'd be yeah. cool for people to see it. the point I want to make, which opens up a whole other avenue of discussion that we can go down, of like, <laughs> if you don't like multicam sitcoms and think they are lesser than single cam yeah. and not worth your time, you don't understand why anyone would want to do them nowadays, Yeah, this is the episode to watch because you cannot do this episode in single cam. Right. You really cannot yeah. because the whole point of this you get the sense of pace and rhythm and uh, frenetic energy because you know it feels like it's all happening in live action because the shots are longer, you're watching people walk from one room to another, uh, and just the live theater feel of it. Having an audience there... I don't mind laugh tracks. And I think no. when a show is done well... You only notice it when a show is bad and not being right. legitimately funny. And you're when a right. show is legitimately funny, you don't notice it because you're also laughing. Yeah. It's not there... I always get mad. I don't think laugh tracks are there to tell you when to laugh. Yeah. I think they're there to really hammer home this like theatrical yeah. performance and to feed off the actors. Yeah. And it really happens in this episode so well. Right. I think it's
0: also... And I've I've sometimes been a nasty one about
2: <laughs> a little uh, <laughs> about
0: multi-camp because I do love my thirty rock. And oh, my, I love my, them. I love them. But I agree with you because I think it's not telling you when to laugh, but like it's giving you permission to laugh. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like when you sit in a the theater. Have you ever been in well in an improv show where you're like, I think this is funny. Nobody else has laughed. Like, it's a tough crowd. Yeah. And I don't feel like I can laugh. But if you get a few good laughers in there, the whole audience starts, opens to, up. like, opens up and, like, is ready to kind of receive the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, I just, and there's a part of me, again, that old cranky, like, it's theater, damn it. Like, yeah. there's a part of me that, yeah, I, I just think, I if the multi cam does make a resurgence, it needs to do things like this. Yes. It, I, it can't be, like, I think what people don't like are the Big Bang Theories and the Last Man Standing. They're just, like, like,
2: not direct, not ambitious. Like, yeah. Like, it's just a camera, three cameras, and they're all sitting. Because every, I've seen clips of Big Bang Theory, and it literally is just them sitting on surface. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. They're good performers, but,
1: yeah,
0: I, I just, yeah, I, I just think if you got to like, stretch the... I think they stretched themselves with these episodes. and Yeah. Like, that's what... You know, we're... This is a... How old is this? Like... So it's 22 years old. Yeah, and we still were surprised and laughing at yeah. it. And I think even, uh, you know, I listened to the... Uh, the I Love Lucy episode. And they, these, these shows, I think part of why they resonate, and even the chuckles... Uh, yeah. It's like that live... There's... It's the same reason we like live performance. There's like something crackling about it and like lightning in a bottle about it. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I I wish that we could get, I wish somebody would kind of do that. I
2: will. Um, (laughs) Great. There's also something about the way the episode is directed where I just realized this, that it's a lot of long shots because, and a lot of long takes because in a multi-cam situation, I don't think you can get that close on people, especially if they're moving around. Yeah. But if this was shot single cam, they would prepare for that and they would have tighter shots, a lot more cutting, and I think that really messes up the rhythm. Yeah. So anyway, this was great. Well, it also (laughs) puts the onus on the director. For single cam
0: and this is just like the actors and the, it's plays. It's yeah. like the actors and the writers. The
2: director it's definitely a, plays a part but I think Such a great showcase for performances. Yeah, oh, Guys love multi-cam. Yeah. Uh, they're also really hard to write because I just tried to write a pilot a multi-cam pilot and they are
1: hard That
2: seems really, um, really hard. Yeah, so yeah, thank you so much for coming out here oh, and it talking was about.
0: my distinct pleasure. Frasier, a really weird episode of Frasier. I'll be honest, I was like I know we talked about doing this before, but then you were like, "I wanted you to do, I want you to do Fraser," and I'm like, "Did you try to find the whitest person you knew?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like,
2: "I accept." <laughs> or the most upper crust. I don't know. Yeah, right? no, 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 no. ritzy, ritzy. No, that it's cat. just the name. It's yeah. just the name. <laughs> Winston knew. I know. I do feel right. like I. Gilchester doesn't or whatever. Gilchester yeah, not <laughs> Winston Knoll Credit for Seattle. So where can people find you on the internet if they want to scream at you about Fraser?
0: Yes, please do. I'm on uh, Twitter at, uh, at com, and then I also or at winstonknoll.com God. And then I'm also I do a show at UCB uh, if you ever want to come see it on Saturday nights at 1030 uh, called Grandma's Ashes We Won't Tell so it's a lot of fun come see it.
2: And how similar is that to this episode of Fraser?
0: Sort of. When we're cooking, yeah. when it feels right, then that's when it feels really, really good, uh, it gets close. Yeah. It's still not as good because it's not written, yeah. but but <laughs> that kind of like, that's what, yeah, yeah. it That's what it is. When it gets really, really good.
2: Great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, buddy. I All appreciate right. it. Thanks for having me. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Winston Knoll, for dropping by and talking about Frasier with me this week. Next week on the show, I'll finally be talking about the Bob Newhart Show. I'll be discussing the Bob Newhart Show episode, Caged Fury, which is in season five and it is episode two of season five. Unfortunately, you're going to have to track that episode down using ways and means that I can't. Uh, advice (laughs) because you cannot stream this literally anywhere you can find the first three seasons of bob on hulu and itunes but season five shrug emoji you can buy it on the dvd set on amazon which you know it's worthwhile um but uh, i'm sorry guys but it's a july 4th episode so it is timely and also the only july 4th sitcom episode that i can think of until then, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr and at Must Have TV. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review Must Have Seen TV in iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. You can read my words at Decider.com, which includes a look at 30 classic 90s sitcoms and where to stream them now. Frazier is available everywhere. Most of them are available nowhere. You can check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com slash user slash Brett White. The theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by The Go Team. Thanks to a for hosting the podcast. Thanks to you for listening, and I'll see you next week on Must Have Seen TV.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with quins.